Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. We've been talking about understanding, and I'm telling you what, I, I, I don't know, I've just been kind of like, you know, last week I was talking about the anointing and how the anointing changes your life, affects your life, and today I just woke up impressed with, you know, Sometimes I think we have to just revisit the places of prayer. I don't know. I just felt compelled to talk about prayer just a little bit. We're starting a brand new series in September also, too, on Sundays. You know, it's been life-changing. We are, we, are, we, are, we are the triumphant church. I don't want you to ever forget that. We are victorious in everything we do. Amen? These Sunday principles have been changing our life. But I want you to get to this place of prayer. Look what it says in Ephesians 6.18. Amen? In Ephesians 6.18, it says this. Pray always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. And, and we just kind of went back. We didn't go back to prayer principles. We didn't go back to prayer secrets. But we want to understand something here. We got to understand what kind of prayers to be praying when we need to pray them the most. And, and I've really been kind of, you know, kind of thinking about that, that God's given us rules of prayer. And I want to make sure we're being effective to use the right prayers at the right times to get the right results. Does that make sense? Because like a lot of times, like, and I'll give you some for instances, um, sometimes I think we pray prayers um, that aren't getting the results, not because we don't have faith, but because we don't have the right communication with God to get them to come to pass. I'm going to explain that real slow. See, like a lot of times, like, you know, if you're praying for somebody that needs healing, I already know it's the will of God to heal you. I don't need to sit there and think, oh, does God want to heal this person? I could 100% confidently walk in the room knowing God wants to heal everybody. So I don't sit there and go, oh, God, you know, if it's the will of you, the Lord to heal this person. No, I know it's God's will to heal everybody and anybody. So I don't, pray, I don't pray goofy prayers of, you know, Lord, if this be your will. Now, Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane had, a, had an option before him, and he prayed a prayer of consecration. God, if this be your will, I'll drink it. I don't want to drink it. My soul's not really into it, but if you want me to do it, I'll do it, not because I want to or I choose to, but I'll obey you to do. You see the difference? He's consecrated in that arena. A lot of times, you guys, you guys, you guys got to go to a place of consecration in your walk with God. It's different kind of praying in different kind of seasons, different kind of praying in different kind of circumstances. We just came out of praying in the Holy Ghost, and that's an element that I think you should daily add to your charismatic walk with God on the daily of your prayer life. But how many know I got to pray right prayers to get right results? Amen? I think it's important that you understand that. I think there's some prayers that are connected to desire. Um, that's Mark eleven twenty three 23 and 24. We can go there. We'll take our time today. I just really want to get this over to you. I'm not in a rush because how many of you know whatsoever you desire when you pray? You got prayers of desire. Amen? But one of the things I want you to know about your prayers of desire, just like any other prayer, is you got to pray to God that your desires line up with the Word of God. That's why you got to have the Word of God. And that's what I'm going to take you to in a minute here. After we go to Mark 11, 23 and 24, I'm going to take you to 1 John 5, 14 and 15. And one of the things I want to show you with 1, 1 John, man, 1 John 5, and this thing's big too. When we go to 1 John 5, 14 and 15, I was looking at this. We're going to go there in a minute. We can stay with Mark 11, 23. I'm just prepping them up. Um, uh, you know, I, I was reading that, man, 
In 1 John 5, 14 and 15, you know, when Jesus was explaining, he's, he's explaining the elements of prayer and how they change your life. A lot of times people don't notice. And we're going to look at that one. 1 John 5, not just stay in Mark 11, 23, 24, but 1 John 5, 14 and 15, we're going to use in the Amplified Classic because I really like the way that reads. I wanted to find the, the right translation for me, and that's going to really read well for you. Look at, look at Mark 11. Look at this. I'll tell you, Mark 11, 20, you read Mark chapter 11, man. I'll tell you, the book of Mark's strong. You read Mark chapter 4, Mark chapter 11, you're going to be changed forever because the Bible, the Bible is very clear in the book of Mark that faith Develop faith is very important. But look at what it says here. It says in Mark 11, 23, 20, you know it says, Whosoever shall say unto the mountain, be thou removed. You heard me say this a hundred times. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say in this mountain, be thou removed, and be thou cast in the sea, shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe those things which he said shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he said. Right? Right? You're going to have whatsoever you say. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe you receive them, you shall have them. Now stop. Look at verse 24. What things soever you desire. Now underline that. Highlight it. What do you desire? See what I'm saying? For verily I say to you, Jesus said, have the God kind of faith in verse 22. Okay? So he's explaining. You have the God kind of faith. Well, I got news for you. Galatians, we'll go to Galatians. After we go there, we'll go to Galatians 2.20. Okay, we'll go to Galatians 2.20. You can look at Galatians 2.20. I even like Galatians 2.20 in the Passion. It reads really clear. Okay, so watch this. Have faith in God. What's that? Have the God kind of faith. God gave you his faith. So the faith thing is sealed. Grace, God's grace, is laid it all up. Faith is belief to tap into God's grace. God's grace did everything. You live your life by the grace of God. okay. Now, mercy he gives you for your failures. Now, that's a tough word, and Christians don't like using it, but it, it, the slips, the stumbles, the, um, the mishaps, the disobedience, he gives you mercy. The rebellion, he gives you mercy. Thank God God gives us mercy for our rebellion, right? But he gave you grace to live beyond rebellion. Woo, I never said that before. That's a good one right there. That's a, that's a nugget, bro. Right there, did you feel that? He gave you grace. He gave you grace. He gave you grace. He's changing your life. He gave you grace. Power of grace. Now, here's the problem with grace. If you're not careful, the church makes you think you're a weak, weakling. Everything's an obstacle. It is not an obstacle. He gave you grace to be supernaturally strong. Mercy was for forgiveness, rebellion, all that stuff. God gave you grace to crucify rebellion. It's good, ain't it? It's true. So that's what grace does. So grace, because grace taps into redemption. Redemption was God's plan. You didn't know you needed all this stuff. God's good, man. He's so good. You know, and people are like, why do bad things happen to good people? The devil's crazy. That's why we're in this series on victory. You know what I mean? He, he's sneaky. You know, so, so watch this. So these, whatsoever you say, so you got the saying part, right? 23, saying part of prayer. But I want you to see 24, because 24 is deep. What things, soever you desire, when you pray, believe you receive them. Now stop right there. Why do you desire it? Now, here's a cool way for you to start understanding stuff. It's okay for you to have godly desires, 
Now, if you find something in the Word of God and you desire it, tell everybody mind their own business. It ain't their business. This is really good because here's what happens. Well, well, I want it. Well, good. If you, if you want it and you find the word for it, you can have it. Don't, don't go getting mad at nobody else trying to get something. You know what I mean? That's what I don't understand with the body of Christ. Don't get mad. If somebody sees prosperity, leave them alone. If somebody sees, you know, next level business, leave them alone. If somebody sees divine health, leave them alone. Ain't any Usually people get mad. They get jealous because they can't, they don't go for it. Is that Okay. So, so now go look at 1 John 5, 14 and 15. You know this one, but you didn't read, didn't read it in a while. We haven't found this in that, uh, that 5, 14 and 15 in that, uh, in that, um, in the, uh, yeah, that AMP class. Man, that thing read good, don't it? Reads good, don't it? Look at this, right? And this is the confidence. Ooh, man. Can we read, the, let's read 13. I just read 13. 13 caught me. Is that okay? Give you a minute. We're flying with no notes today. So Angela's doing great. So when you see her, say, man, you do a great job. Because Pastor Chris is all over the place. But hallelujah. I'm in all over the place in the Holy Ghost. And I write in, thank God I know where these scriptures are. Otherwise, you guys be bored. Um, I write this. How does he know it's in there? You got to study. I write this to you who believe in, now he's talking to you. <clears throat> Excuse me. First John, he's writing to you. This is for the believer, by the way. This is not for the lost person. Some of the scriptures and stuff you read in the Bible and chapters are written to lost people. Some of you read to read the believers. That's why Brother Hagin used to say live in the epistles, Galatians, Ephesians, you know what I mean? Philippians, Colossians, stay over there. Stay over there. First Corinthians, stay over that side. You know what I mean? But really start in Galatians, start in Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, go right, go right that way. Just start, start that way and go right and then, you know, just kind of get it going Stay in those four chapters for a while. Learn who you are in Christ. Read the Gospels. Slip over 1 Timothy, 2 Timothy. You get in all that stuff. You want to get in Thessalonians. You want to get everywhere. But stay in the New Testament. A lot of you guys don't have enough time to really go the other way. What do you, what do you care? You know what I mean? Stay in the New Testament. Because if you're going to give me 10 minutes a day reading the Word, I need you in the New Testament finding out who you are before you got to leave the earth, man. I don't need you figuring out what happened in the book of Leviticus. I don't really care. Now, I always pick on Leviticus, but what do you, you know what I mean? Like, some of the stuff you read, you're like, okay, great, wonderful, you know? But I need you learning that who you are in Christ now, because you're living in an earth you ain't never seen before. No, I ain't never seen this mess, you know? Noah brought a flood, man, killed everybody. He's like, we out, you know? He had his own drama. You know what I mean? He, he, if we were living in days of Noah, it'd be eight people and everybody's out. The world's over. I mean, this is crazy, man. This is like you're living in a season of life. I had never seen a season of life. I was just thinking about this. The season of life we're living in right now, I, generations of great men and God. I was just talking to a great man of God. I said, you guys never experienced this. The world has never seen anything like this. Great generals of faith. Like, listen, man. Maybe the depression was, was I wasn't around. None of those guys were either. But... I don't know. I don't know what the church looked like. But it seems like every, um, I don't know, span of time, there's something globally catastrophic to have to walk through. And, and we'll, I mean, like, we'll talk about this forever. History is being written right in front of your face. And we have to learn how to, this is why you guys got to realize we are, the, we are the salvation of the future church. This isn't a game, man. You know what I mean? Like, and, and do me a favor and do this. Be sensitive. 
because there's a lot of really good people going through a really hard time in life. And don't go in there with your, you know, your crazy, charismatically weird, you know, ideas. I don't want to hear them. There's a lot of really good people going through a really hard times in life because we've never seen times like this before. Global pandemic. You know, everybody's a, everybody's a scientist. You're all scientists. You're not. You're all geniuses. You're not. You're all chemists, and you're all, you know, y'all, all, you know, y'all got too much time on Google, and now you're all figured it out, and you know, and this. Leave that stuff alone, and get to where you need to get to in God, and give them the God answers. Stop talking about all this stuff that's just creating more strife, confusion, and division. And let's talk about the Word of God. People don't need to know the stuff that we don't need that we need to do. I'm, I really feel led to doing this right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, be sensitive. You know. I got my own opinion about stuff, but it's not always great to share your opinion about what you consider to be something that it's not, and other people's lives are changed forever because people they love and care about aren't going to be here no more. You know, let's be sent, let's look like the love side of church now. We've all know what we believe, we all know where we're at. But you know what I've always said to people? I cannot, when I when I pray with people, let me explain something to you. This is very important. I have to my number one job in the minute I talk to somebody, I talk to somebody today. They're, in, they're, 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 they're alive and well and whole. They're going to live and not die. I'll testify about it later. I won't testify about it now. They'll live and not die. But I got to locate in five minutes where they're at with their faith. You see what I'm saying? So don't go looking at somebody that just started at this or has 20 years. Just, I don't care if you've been doing this for 40 years. That doesn't mean you have faith for anything. You understand what I'm saying? And that's not picking on people. You got to come into situations and find, I got to go like this. Where are you at? I got people who can believe God for divine health. Great, we'll go there. I got people who can believe God the surgeon's going to have the best day of his life. I'll go there. I'll go wherever you're at and link. But I guarantee you this, once I'm with you, I ain't letting go. Because this is what people don't realize. You got you to gotta pray just as hard after you pray as you did when you prayed. That's why somebody got to stay on watch. That's why we got to know what's going on. You know what I'm saying? Because I tell people, I told somebody today, you said you're going to live and not die. This ain't a game. They're going to, yeah, they, they said, what you say? I said, I know what you're facing. This ain't, this ain't a joke. But you ain't going to die. And you're like, oh, yeah, no. And you, your conspiracies and all this stuff, just be quiet. There's people fighting real fights. And we got to give them the word, not what, you know, Reader's Digest said or something. You know, look, I'm, I'm, I'm getting you here because, look, it's cool. I got my own opinion. You sit with me and we're drinking coffee and we're alone. We could talk about this stuff. But sometimes, man, you got to be sensitive and we got to show people love. I don't know why I'm saying that, but look what he said. I write this to you to believe in it here and to trust and rely on the name of the Son of God. That's what we need to be putting people's strength in. In the peculiar services and blessing conferred by him on men, so that you may know... With settled and absolute knowledge that you already have life, yes, eternal life. Man, that's what we got to be telling people now. This is the greatest time in the world to get people saved. People freaking out. This is the confidence, the assurance, the privilege of boldness, which we have in him. What's that? We are sure that if we ask anything, make any request according to his will. Now, that same thing there is desire. Now, your desires, see, he says, if you got your desires lined up with my will, you got it. Now, you see that? You see that? Now, this is where Christians get ready. Well, I want it. Did God say you can have it? A lot of times, faith doesn't go nowhere because faith can only go as far as you can lead it. But your faith 
cannot go to a place God doesn't lead you. That's the key with this day. You're not going to come in, well, you know, praise be to God, I want that. No, 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 no. No, no, no. You can't just say, I want it. You got to ask, number one, you got to find out if the word of God gives it to you. And then number two, here's a big one. You ready for this? Number two, you got to find out, is it in the will of God for my life? Does that make sense? Now that's, let me explain this. Because here's what I'm saying. It's the will of God. Okay, say, say you're single, right? Let's just use a single person. It's the will of God for you to have somebody, but not the wrong somebody. What if you're supposed to be a missionary, and then you go marry this dude over here, and he just want to go work in a job over here, and you're like, oh, I want to go to, like, Liberia or something. And the dude's looking at you like you got marbles in your head. You have, to, you have to yoke up right based on calling. You have to, how about this one? Well, I want to be, I want to, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to be, you know, in the church, and I want to go, you uniquely yoke. You get these dudes don't even want to go to church on Sunday, and you want to go help out in children's church? You're in trouble before you start. You know? Now, this would say, well, you know, praise be to God, but the Lord knows my heart. Shut up, the Lord knows your heart. The Lord don't just know your heart. He sees your actions. That's what the book of Revelation got rebuked for. The Lord knows your heart, but stop using these goofy scriptures to get what you think you want. Well, they got a good heart. They got a good heart and a stupid head. That's funny. But then again, I am funny. But it's true. And I'm not being rough. That's true. Like, we got a good heart. You got a good heart, but you cannot fulfill the call of God on your life. Got a good heart, but now you can't even obey God. Got a good heart, but you can't even go to church, but got a good heart. You're compromising, man. Cut it out. You see? So stop. Even business, right? Oh, I want to have this business. I want to go do this, or I want to go do that. Did God want you to do this? Yes, he did. Then get in there and go. Oh, did God want you to do that? Yes, he did. Get in there and go. See what I'm saying? Just because I got a desire, is my desire from God, how, how do I check that? I got to check it, number one, with the word of God, and then I check it with the spirit of God, because the spirit of God's going to lead me where I need to go. Just because everybody's in the kingdom don't mean everybody needs to be kingdom connected. You got to find your, your link. Is that Okay. And that's not just relationships, that's business, that's church, that's friends, that's everything. How many of you know, even people in the church, how many of you right now, don't mention their name and do not write their name in the comment box, but how many of you, that's funny too, I'm probably laughing right now, throwing emojis up there, right? How many of you right now know, man, if I'm going to go pray with somebody in that church, that is the one person I'm praying with. How many of you also know that's the one person in there? I definitely ain't praying with that dude. <laughs> Why? Because you just know, like, I ain't yoked up in relationship with some of these people like I need to be. That's okay. Why? Not everybody's your assignment. Are you pulling this in? Why am I saying this? Because here's the thing. Is the desire from the word of God, is the desire mine? Big one, man. Big one. But then again, why do you desire what you desire? It's proving your passion. The proof of desire is the application of passion, okay? The proof of desire is the application of passion. Passion starts showing me what I'm called to do. Passion starts showing me what I love and hate. Passion is desire. This is not like some kind of sensual desire. Oh, I'm lusting. No, I desire it. I want it. Why do you want what you want? Why do you want what you want? Why do I want what I want? Why? There's a bunch of stuff I could want. Why do I want that? Because you got a desire for it. Most of the time, it's connected to it. I had a passion when I first started. I hated sickness. Oh, I hated it, man. You know, I hated it. And I can remember, it was funny too, my grandmother, I, I, I told this thing, my grandmother, she, had, she was terminally ill. She had cancer, right? And I was a kid and she, she came to live with us and she lived in the room with me. We, I shared my bedroom with her. I just like slept on a cot for a season there and she was in there. 
And I remember being a kid, and I tried to help her, you know? I was like, I don't know how old, maybe it was 10, and she'd want to suck her, or she'd want me to crank the bed. I don't even remember half of it. But I just remember, I said, man, I hate this. I freaking hate it. I hate seeing her having to be like that. You know, I used to try to help her, you know? I was a kid. What do I know? She'd wake me up once in a while, I'd give her water. And I was like, and I remember her, like, I remember her struggling. I was like, man, I hate that. It wasn't just because of my grandma. I loved her, but I hated seeing people sick. I hated seeing people just messed up. I didn't like it. I like. I liked. I was like, even when I was a kid, I could tell I had favor on me. You know, I like. I like seeing these kids, these young kids. Like, they, I was like the Pied Piper. You know, I'd go outside. All the little kids would run around, and they'd be like, "Hey, can you throw the ball with me?" I used to try to encourage them. You know, they were kids in the city. You know, I'd throw football with them, hang out. I was like, man, these kids got potential. I remember one time. I remember one time I got in a fight. I got in a fight, not like a real brawl, but I got in a fight with this guy because he was telling the other kid he was a loser, and it bothered me. I felt like Moses now that I think of it. I was like, why are you calling him a loser? He's not a loser. He's got his whole life ahead of him. He could do something great. He's a little shot out right now, but he'll get better. And I remember this guy. I was like, shut up. Stop telling me he's a loser. You're the loser telling the kid he's a loser. What's wrong with you? You know, I remember these things. They come back to you now, and you realize, man, that was in the gifting. It was a desire. I wanted to help people, but I didn't know what I was doing, and then I got saved. I got saved. I hated sickness. I, I, if you put me in a room with somebody sick, I'm going for it. If they die, I don't care. I swear I don't care. I prayed for them they died. Why? Because I'm going for it. What if it works? I remember I got in trouble. I got in meetings. I got kicked out of a church. I got kicked out. I had a, I, the first job I got. Maybe it was the first job I got paid in ministry. That's just the first job I got paid in ministry. I got fired. Yeah, I did. I was helping, I was helping this denominational church. This guy, what had happened was, I'm going to tell you this story quick, right? I went in there, and I went there, and I, got a, I went and preached for this guy in Oviedo. I preached for this guy in Oviedo. The guy liked me. And he said, hey, look, I'm part of this denomination. I went to this meeting. I like you a lot. I'm taking over this thing. And he said, when I get it, I really want you to help me if you'll help me. I said, look, man, I don't know what kind of time I got. What do you want me to do? He goes, couldn't you? This was way before I was just working. Just got out of Bible school, man. I'm like fresh out of Bible school, Right? I mean, this is like 99, 2000, probably like 2000, right? Fresh out of Bible school, I'm just working. I got no ministry. I got nothing going on. Well, maybe a little bit of something. And we went. I never forget. It takes me to Red Lobster. <laughs> I think it was the last time I was in Red Lobster, right? Go to Red Lobster. Guy buys me lunch. He's like, look, I'm doing this thing. I need you now. I said, all right, what do you want me to do? He goes, can you come once a week, talk to the youth, talk to the thing, preach in the church, help me out? I go, man, this is great. So I go. I like it. He's good. He goes, hey, I'm gonna, I want to hire you. I want to give you a siphon. You know what I mean? I want to give you a couple bucks, help you with the gas. I got a job. I'm getting paid. I'm like, I'm going to preach. The guy's paying me. I'm driving down to like Mims, somewhere over there where I was. And I get in this meeting, and I'm hitting it every Wednesday night. So now the guy goes, man, the kid's good. He goes, give me Wednesday night. So he gives me Wednesday night. So now I got the whole church. So now I go from youth. The youth come in. I got a message that's kind of lively. The guy was kind of stale a little bit, just what it was. Nice guy, but you know, hey, whatever. Work with your gift, you know. You know what I mean? But he was, not, I don't say stale in a weird way. Just, the kids didn't relate. So there was a younger church. So I get in. I get Wednesday nights. Now I got Wednesday nights. Now it's going off the wall. Praying for people, laying hands on people. Right? Boom. I preached on divine health for some reason. Girl in the church had cancer. That's what it was. So I said, well, let's just go teach these people divine health. God knows they probably don't know that much about it. Not that I'm the orchestrator of, you know, the thing. I said, let's just go help her. I preached this message. They take the tape. That's when we had tapes back then. They bring it to the to the higher ups. Somebody got mad, brought the tape, brought it to the higher ups, and the higher ups got mad and said, he's got to go, meaning me. I'm out. I said, all right. So I go to show up. He calls me. He goes, hey, can you come early? I got to talk to you. They're, they're, mad. they're mad. The next level guys are mad. I go, what did I do? I felt bad. I don't want to ever hurt the church. I'm like, did I say something wrong? Did I say something? What did I do? I don't remember doing anything. Did I offend somebody? Whatever. He goes, no, you were preaching divine healing. They took the tape. They gave it in there. And I said, wait a minute. I said, whoa, whoa, stop. 
I said, why are they mad? I said, I preached it. The girl's dying. This girl's dying. She's 14, 15 years old. She's dying. She has no idea what's going on. So I preached divine health out of the Bible. Somebody takes the tape, sends it somewhere, and the upper people are mad. I'm like, okay, I understand authority. Thank God Kenneth Hagin taught me right. Praise the Lord. But I said, I'm about as mad as a hornet, bro. So, like, we could do it one or two ways. I'll walk. I don't care. But, like, this is ridiculous. Nothing I said was unbiblical. Not one word that came out of my mouth was unbiblical. I remember what I preached. I got the notes, and I know what I said. I said nothing. Maybe I had my own little flair on it, but nothing in that Bible was wrong. I said, what do you want to do? He said, well, you're scheduled to preach tonight. Why don't you preach? Why don't you preach? And then we'll just, you know, we'll kind of have to see where it goes from there, but I think we're going to have to part ways. I said, you got it. But I said, if I'm going out, bro, I'm going out in a blaze. I'm telling you that right now because ain't nobody in here going to stop me. If you give me the box, you give me your authority. You let me loose, I'm going to say what I want to say. So no, before I go, I'm bringing it. He's like, I agree with you. Bring it. I rebuked everybody. I rebuked everybody and their mother. I said, look, number one, I said, it's the Bible. Number two, you're out of your mind. Number three, you like religion more than you like this. Number four, anybody's got a problem with it, you show me in the word of God where I'm wrong. You should be disgraceful. This girl's learning how to live and not die, and you got idiots want to know about what we're going to do over here. You know what? You guys are crazy, and it's going to be on you, not on me, because she needs to know the truth. I ripped it up. Preached it up, said peace. You know, what do you say? Hasta luego. Is that right? <laughs> I was like, out, peace out. First job. I'm fired from my first ministry job. I'm like, praise the Lord. Yes, fired from my first ministry job. Driving home, like, oh, there goes that, right? Get a phone call three days later. It was a, a Sunday night, right? Preached on a Wednesday. Get a phone call Sunday night. They listen to the tape. You can come back. I was like, I can come back. Like, yeah. So, what do you mean I can come back? He said, well, they thought about what they were really telling you, and they listened to everything. They said, you never said anything wrong. And when you rebuked everybody, everybody kind of got, I said, I'm not trying to rebuke everybody to be the genius around here, but how are you going to help people? Do you care about helping people or you care about religion? You care, really care about helping? You know, you can't tell everybody everything. That's what's wrong with some of you. Be quiet. Just love people. She had to know the truth. You don't think some of the people in there look like they wanted to punch me in the head when I was preaching divine health, divine. You think the church claps when you talk about this stuff? Do you really think the church, yay. No, you know what it does? It challenges them to go to another level and instead of embracing it and grabbing on and going, yes, I want it, they get mad at you because they're not gonna go for it. And say, this is why. So this is why. Is my desire God's desire? Making my request known according to his agreement in his own plan. Did you see that? Make any request according to his will in agreement with his own plan. He listens to us and hears us. And if we positively know that he listens to us and whatever we ask, we also know with settled and absolute knowledge that we have granted us as our present possessions the requests made of him. We got to stay in the word. Stay in the word. Now, this is good. People say, well, I don't know if it's God. God's will. Well, when you find the will, word of God, you found the will of God. When you found the will of God, you found God's word. When you find the will, you find the word. You found the word, you found the will. When you're there, you got it. Now, watch this. Now, God's will, God's will in his word creates the desire. And it starts showing you your passions of life. Victory. It's a big one, too. People say, well, you know, look at that Galatians. You want to see that Galatians 2.20? I know everybody wants to see that because I told them all about it. But you know that one? That's a good one. Galatians 2.20. Galatians chapter 2 is really good. Galatians chapter 2. 
oh man. He says, I've been crucified. I've shared in his crucifixion. Did you get the, ta- did you get the uh, passion or the a- amp? They're both good. We can read both of them. Whatever you got first. Hallelujah. Look at this. This is good stuff, ain't it? What do you got? Yeah, passion, good. Then we go there, and then we'll go to Amplified Classic. We read both of them. They're both solid. This is what you got to start getting an understanding of. Watch. My old identity has been co-crucified with Messiah. See this? He, he, he ain't him no more. My old identity has been co-crucified with Messiah and no longer lives. For the nails of his cross crucified me with him. What? You weren't there. Well, guess what? You were. See, when you stepped in the name of Jesus, you stepped in the body. And what the body did before you were there is part of your inheritance. And what you do in your body after is part of his. Woo! You better get that, bro. You better pick that up. That's a billion-dollar nugget. Did you pull that up? What I did in my body is his inheritance. Because what he did in his body was mine. So if I go collecting some souls, they're part of the kingdom. We're kingdomly connected. Jesus said, the nails that went through my hands went through your hands. My hands weren't there, but his body was. The minute you got in his body, you got in those nail prints. Guess what? The minute he got in your body, he got in the earth. Oh, you better see that. He's in the earth today living through you. He's in the earth today living through you, dominating the devil through you. Dominating circumstances through you. But the church, you're like, no, you better not say that. Now you're getting over. No, 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 no. Everything I do in my life now to the end is his reward. Everything I achieve right now from my life to the end is his glory. It's his inheritance. Look at this. The nails of the cross crucified me with him. And now the essence of this new life is no longer mine. For the anointed one lives his life through me. Hallelujah. He's living in you. We live in union as a new one. I'm a new one. Woohoo! We live in a union as one. My new life. I like that. I'm a new one. What kind of Christian are you? Brand new one. My new life is empowered by the faith of the Son of God. Preacher, did you just tell me he gave me his faith? Yes, he did. Because you ain't got your own. Woohoo! What you got faith in? I'm going to mess you up. That's why faith seminars are so good. That's why you got to go to all these seminars. Let me tell you what. What kind of faith you got? Hello, little fuzzy-headed, cute little, come on, Christian. Where did you get faith? Where did you get faith? Faith came from hearing. You ain't got nobody's faith but God's faith because God's faith came from God's word. And once you get God's word, you find God's faith. And once you got God's faith, you got God's actions in the earth. It ain't your faith. It's his faith. Where'd you get faith for something? Watch this. If I tell you tomorrow, meet me at the church at 9 o'clock, right? And you say, okay, I call you up and go, hey, meet me tomorrow at the church at 9 o'clock. You go, okay, whose faith you got? You have faith in what I said. It ain't your faith. It takes your faith just to get in the car and get here, but you're riding on my faith that I'm going to be there before you get here. You know what I'm saying? I invited you. Come on, somebody. Jesus said, believe me, it's his faith. Once you say, I'm in, he goes, here you go, here you go. You have your faith to get to the destination. It's no longer, it's no longer your faith, but his faith. Faith of the son of God who loves me so much that he gave himself for me. And what? 
dispenses his life into mine. He's pouring his life into yours. Oh, my God in heaven. You can't miss it with this. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Woo. I'm telling you what, right? Ain't this good news? Now, we got to go back a little bit. Watch this, right? This is big. Well, you got to keep them desires right based in the word of God. Now, you know that. But about this, I think this is a big one, too. I like this one part. I want to read this to you. Because you got to get, get this thing right. Okay? How many of you are putting your praise at another level? Now, this is a big one. Okay? Um, I want you to think about this. I want you to start exchanging petitioning for praising. Does that make sense? Like, we do a lot of asking, but after the asking's done, do a lot of thanking. Do a lot of thinking. Thank God through the power of uh, through the power of praise. Thank Him that you believe you received when you prayed. That's a big one now, but we start to understand this. This is a checkup now. Where's your place? Where's your place of praise? Woo! We're gonna talk about that next week. I'll talk about praise. That's what we're gonna talk about next week. I'm gonna talk to you about praise because we're walking in victory. If you're walking in victory, all you got is a shout. You know what I mean? Where's your place of praise, man? I'm gonna tell you what. We miss out on a lot of what God has for us because we don't take time to get an attitude of worship and minister to the Lord. Get in there and just thank him. That's that. Remember that? Oh, that's Acts 13 too. Go to Acts 13 too. Go to Acts 13 too. King James is fine. They ministered to the Lord. Man, you got to start ministering to the Lord. Go thank you, God. Hallelujah. That's why we're praying in tongues. Remember we doing that praying in tongues? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Father, I praise your holy name. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. Amen. Hey, see it? You got to start getting that praise going, getting that worship. Uh, we got to, you know, that was that, that whole Lily B. Yeomans thing. Brother Hagin talked about it. She was laying on the deathbed of affliction, and she seen the scale of petition and praise. Remember I told you that story? And, and she had all this scale was all whacked out. The scale, you know, like one of those scales, you know, like a balancing scale? The scale was like this. It was so heavy in petition, asking, asking, asking. And God showed her this scale, and he said, if you can get the praise to outweigh the petition, I'll heal you. And for two solid days straight or something like that, all she did was praise God and got up off the deathbed of affliction because she praised God. We got to ask, 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 ask. But do we believe we receive when we prayed? Do we got to thank you? Look what it says in Acts 13 too. And as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said unto them, separate unto me Barnabas and Saul for the work and all I called them to. What does it mean? They ministered to the Lord and fasted. What do you mean minister to the Lord? What do you mean minister to the Lord? Now the praying and fasting is one thing, but what do you mean ministering to the Lord? When they ministered speaks what? Well, this ain't just minister. I'm not just preaching to you now. Minister to the Lord. What does that mean? That means what? We need times on waiting on God and ministering to him. Times where we're not asking for anything, not petitioning, but ministering to him. Perhaps, you know, taking time to just worship him, taking time just to praise him, taking time to get in his presence and create an atmosphere for the Holy Ghost to manifest himself. Just getting in there. God made man for fellowship. You just go in there and say, God, I don't need nothing today. Amen. I got all my needs met according to your riches and glory. I just want to thank you, Jesus. I just want to praise you, Jesus. The power of praise, the power of thanksgiving, the power of transformation. I don't, I don't want to, you know, uh, uh, I don't, you know uh, sometimes we want to go in there and wait, you know, wait around for four minutes with God. You know, oh, God, come on in. No, 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 no. I'm talking about people coming and praise the Lord and stay there for a minute. Just thank him all day. Just thank him. Live in this thing. We miss a lot of what God's doing because we don't take out an attitude of worship. Amen? And y'all know this. And I'm going to take you. I could take you there for a minute. Next week we'll take you there. But I I could take you there real quick if you want to go there. If you want to go there. Go to Acts. Go to Acts 16. 
24, Acts 16, 24. Y'all know what it is, but praise be to God, sometimes you're going to say it. Acts, Acts 16, 24. Ooh, come on, somebody. Then, ooh, come on. Yeah. And, the, you know, this is about the, when, when Paul and Silas were in jail. One day they were going to the house of prayer. You know that? You know what's crazy? Paul and Silas got thrown in prison going to the house of prayer. They were going to the house of prayer, and they, 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 kept, they set that demon-possessed girl free. And they got mad about that. That's why they got thrown in prison. So the jailer placed them in the innermost cell of the prison and had their feet bound in chain. And Paul and Silas, undaunted, come on, I'm reading, I'm reading the Passion, you can tell that, right? Undaunted, prayed in the middle of the night and sang, so it don't make no difference, King James, they all know it. Praise the Lord, praise the God, praise, sang, praise, I feel the Holy Ghost, and I can't even talk, sang praises, sang songs of praise to God. <laughs> sang songs of praise to God while the other prisoners listened to their worship. Can you imagine this? They shot up in jail. How many of you would have been cussing? They didn't say, there ain't no cussing in my mouth. Praise the Lord. Suddenly a great earthquake. What's going to happen when you start shaking the earth? When your praise starts shaking the earth, you're going to start getting God's results. Woo! Come on. Shook the foundation and the prison doors flung open. It's like a movie. <laughs> prison doors just start popping open. They came loose. You can lose some stuff with praise. Come on. Hallelujah. Suddenly. The jailer woke up and shouted. He said, man, don't hurt yourself. He come and got him saved. Amen. Whatever. Praise. Thank you, God. You heard me. God heard you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. The Lord is good. His mercy endures forever. Come on, do it at the house. For the Lord is good. His mercy endures forever. For the Lord is good. His mercy endures forever. Hallelujah. Tell him. For the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. Hallelujah. Just walk around the house praising God. Just thanking God. Stop asking him all day long. Now, you ask for your petitions. You got to do that. I told you to ask for it. I believe you receive when you pray. Well, if you got it, what do you do? You thank him. Thank you, Lord. All day long, just thank God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory. Get in that place of praise. I'm going to talk more about it next week. But I want you to know, if you start practicing the presence of God by praising him this week, You'll be ready for next week. Amen? Praise the Lord. Glory to God. I promise you guys, if you start taking time to commit yourself to the things of God like this, your life's going to take on a whole new meaning. It cannot stay the same, man. It cannot stay the same. And these are the tools. That's why I keep teaching you on this Wednesday night thing. You know, you're praying in tongues five minutes a day. Now you got to go, oh, Pastor Chris, now you're giving me more stuff to do. Come on, what you got? You got 24 hours in a day, man. Just check in. Give five minutes of praise. You're praying in tongues today. Man, I got the app, Pastor Chris, the app, and I'm doing the app. Oh, guess what? Well, you want me to put another notification on there? I'll come three times. You know, some of you, I'm going to come every hour, just keep binging you and pinging you, like praise right now. Hold on. She just lift your hand wherever you are. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. That's it. Three to five minutes. Find a routine. You know, find a routine to thank God every day. What's your life going to look like? What's gonna, your life going to look like for 365 days of gratitude? You're done. My buddy just told me something the other day. This is funny. I just caught this. He said, well, it was... Um, he, great, one of these great motivation guys out there. Mass, like millions of people listen to this dude. And you know, whether you like it or not, leave your opinion to yourself. Just hear me. The guy literally said something that was so good. He said, man, he said, the guy said this. He said, the number one way to change your life is to wake up every day with an attitude of gratitude. That's the Bible. You know what I mean? But we ain't grateful for, like, air. You are, please hear me. I'm not grateful for trees. I'm not grateful for water. I'm not even grateful for life. Hear me, please, I am. I'm grateful for the one that gave it to me. I know who it is. 
It ain't Mother Nature and all the stupid stuff these people think it is. No, it's God. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm grateful for the air I breathe because God put breath in my lungs. I'm grateful for the trees I see because God put them in the forest. I'm grateful for life because God gave it to me. But I'm giving him the glory because he deserves it. All these other people worshiping rocks and sticks and stuff, that ain't doing nothing for them. Let, let them have an attitude of gratitude that they're breathing. But guess what? I know why I'm breathing. He put his body in mine. Come on, somebody. That's why he needs the praise. That's why he deserves the glory. That's why he needs your worship. You see it? I know who I'm worshiping. That was Paul at Mars Hill. They had idols there, and they're like, they don't even know what they're worshiping. He said, I got something against you dudes. You're over here going to worship something. You don't even know what you're worshiping. These people in the earth don't know what they're worshiping, man. We know it's God. And if you know it's God, then give him the glory. Come on, somebody. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you. At the sound of my voice, each and every person has been encouraged. They've been equipped. They've been changed. And they've been transformed because of the power of God. I know from this moment forward, they are the only, only throw they're going to see is the road of success and the road of victory in every area of their life because they are adding the elements of praise, worship, prayer, petition to change their future forever. We are the victorious, triumphant church, and we're staying that way forever. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Love you guys. Don't forget, stay updated. I'll see you Sunday. It's going to be great. Share the message right now. You still got time because guess what? Somebody's going to catch it and run with it and change their life. I love you. I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.